Lake. Welcome everyone to episode 16 of the Precision Unloaded podcast. Entering the winter months, the winter edition, and uh, with me tonight is Graham, um, as usual. So welcome, Graham. Hello, Mark. Thank you for having me. Well, it's the other way around. I'm just uh, opening up the podcast for the first time, so it's a great honour. <laughs> yeah. Well, just, we do host it through your computer, so. Well, that is true. So I could just yeah. change it all around, I suppose, but yep. I'm, I'm not that yeah. advanced. So no. Anyway, it, we've been away. <clears throat> on a bit of a trip to Oiru again so um, again. we shall be talking about that in some depth um, later on but um, start us off what have you been up to in the last couple of weeks since we last talked what sort of uh, uh, contraptions have you designed or destroyed excluding the um, the trial competition we did last weekend yeah uh, uh, the weekend before it was just doing some playing around with the magnums still doing a little bit of load development um, getting getting that all tidied up um, you and I did a little bit of practice a uh, bit of teams type practice um, which was good fun sort of playing around at 800, 1000 and 1200 <coughs> multiple angles um, and sort of uh, figuring out how to work as a, as a rough team that was good fun and some pretty awesome wind well at the time what we thought was pretty good wind um, until we fast forwarded a week down the track yeah uh and then also i finally launched our website um which i've been talking about for a long time and sort of trying to rely on people for a bit of help that never came so i just kind of figured it out myself so it's not the um the most high tech uh, flowing sort of website but it's working well enough so far true learning occurs um, just in time graham yeah um so but yeah, so for those of you who want to look at it it's bolt action media nz um there's links on Facebook and everything. Uh, I've just had to get it um, all certified by Google, so hopefully it's coming up in Google searches now. Um, but we've also already got a bunch of articles on there, um, six or seven already, and there's more coming, a couple of videos and um, stuff like that. So <clears throat> along with everything else, we do expect more in-depth uh, content, sort of written content on there. Um, yeah, anyway, so check that out if you want. Um, there's a yeah, there'll be hunting 22 precision competition um all sorts of random stuff old military firearms uh, machine guns it'll all be on there anyway um so i got i was pretty happy to get that up and running i've been trying for quite a while um i've got this theory like it's always good to have friends who can do particular jobs for you but the trouble is when you're not paying someone it's not their priority so i've found maybe in life if you need a plumber get a plumber rather than wait for your mate to come do it because it might take six months so it proved the same with the website um so <laughs> i just had to figure it all out but i'm stoked to get it at least running um and looking kind of okay um yeah but that's about it now i'm just um been doing a bit of this week doing a bit of uh reloading for an upcoming match um yeah other than that it's been just working and um and the odd bit of shooting mixed in the middle what about you mate yeah uh just been doing a lot of uh preparation for this weekend coming up it's the um a pig hunt competition so i've been um flat out nailing goats all over the place and piling them up so uh hoping that we'll get something worthwhile come and have a nibble on them and shoot it so 
So all things being equal, we should be sitting on top of uh, where stages one and two are at Ahatiti, the mountain, the hill, and waiting for, waiting for a pig to pop out. But okay, uh, so how do the um, uh, it's 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 no secret that um, our love of pig hunters isn't particularly strong. How how do pig hunters feel when you turn up to competition with um, thermally shot pigs? Doesn't matter how you caught it, really. Doesn't matter. I feel sad that they use dogs. <coughs> I can just run after them. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All sorts yeah. of sports for everyone. Uh, you know, I got it because I was aiming to reduce the numbers because they were uh, doing way too much damage. So, yeah. Know. Yes, I have seen some of the back paddocks um, at times. They look like First World War. So, but no, we have some great pig hunters that come on our place and do a great job. So I don't have an issue. Yeah. Um, each to their own. So. Yep. I mean, just talking to someone today, those tracking collars have made a massive difference um, for pig hunting. You know, if it was really a windy day previously, you couldn't even hear the dogs, so you couldn't, be, you know, it was hard to get onto them. But with the tracking collars, voila, you can basically tell where they are straight away. So, you know, there's always advantages coming along, even in just using dogs. So, you know. That's a good point, yeah. yeah I never really considered it. Yeah, it's changed a lot, so... Um, made some tracking a huge amount better. Probably cuts down a lot of uh, extra climbing up and down ridges that you didn't have to do because you can pretty much make a beeline for the dogs or, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So. Nice. Um, but anyway, all being, that being said, there's not been a lot of sign around, so we'll see. It'll be some a lot of walking and a long nights, I'd say, to try and find something worthwhile, but we'll see. So other than that, I've just been... i got the... Uh, 6.5 PRC out blew the dust off it <coughs> uh, it's the Mauser M18 isn't it yeah so um, yep. I'm, I quite a, I'm quite a fan of the Mauser yep uh, it's the Cerakoted barrel one tungsten I think threaded you know yep. so and I just took the BDX scope off it and put um me good old 12 to 42 power NXS night force on it so mm. what I aim to do is a bit of long range fiddling around with it see how it shoots <coughs> got a bit of ammo for it so um so yeah that'll be interesting I've, I've got well I'm trying to work out a home for that scope you see so hopefully that might be where it stays I don't know because it's got a yeah, I said, super fine reticle blah, blah blah but as I said I liked it for when it was what it did on the other's gun for a while, so. Mm-hmm. Um, no, other than that, obviously just went away this weekend and getting ready for that and getting some testing done with the 338 Lapur, so, which is quite interesting, and getting a new bipod for it, which made a world of difference, so. What bipod did you go with? Uh, Acutac, and it's a wide body one, so basically it's a, it's quite a, it's an, uh, an extra couple of inches across so it puts the center of gravity above the barrel sort of thing if you look mm-hmm. at it yeah um yeah pretty solid it looks impressive it's not a panning one uh it does tilt so that's yeah. fine um so yeah it's i'm really pleased with that how it went didn't fall off the gun or anything so um yeah anyway unlike we some should, <laughs> we should talk about the Waiuru trip which was the <laughs> <coughs> that'll come later it's alright but uh, it was a Desert Duel Teams Invitational match not international which 
made it sound pretty exciting for a while there. Is it, did I do that? Did that? Did that uh, rehash itself on my yes. Facebook, yes, didn't it? yes, yeah. yes. I love that you are always quick to put, uh, point out typos. It's really cool. But it's, <laughs> it's a bugbear spelling, for God's sake. Do, do you know what happens normally? My wife, she's got admin access, so she'll go through when she sees it and corrects all my spelling mistakes. So a lot of them are actually, I've typed it on um, the iPhone or whatever, and it'll actually, as I finish typing it, it'll just correct, it'll change the word. Um, yeah. So it's, it's pretty awesome. But uh, anyway. It's I've called proofreading. It. Proofreading, Graham. Do you know how much rubbish I put on the internet? I haven't got time to proofread it all. That's right. Eventually you'll get in trouble for it. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll make you admin too and then you can no, do proofreading no, for no, it. No, no, no. You don't want that responsibility? Anyway. So the shoot was a um, basically a long-range competition design and it was an experimental thing. And so hence why it was uh, Simon from GPRE invited certain people along to basically have a go at the concept and see what worked and what didn't sort of thing so essentially had teams of two um, and targets from 500 to 1400 meters mm -hmm. um, so it was basically you know well as I said in my feedback it felt like a, a Tirada XXL so you know double all the distances plus some sort of thing so once you settled into it it felt pretty much like that apart from the weather which we'll get into but um <laughs> so yeah that's if that if you can understand that that was the sort of format um and uh it was interesting to then you know have design all the briefing sheets and everything for a team and the sort of decisions they'd have to make on how to shoot stages and things so that was good added a different dynamic um probably made it a bit more social too um with you know when you're yeah, with the peer of you in a squad, so there's other two p other other shooters in each squad, so it sort of made you help each other out a bit more and that sort of thing. So yeah, it was good. What do you think, or what are your thoughts on the format itself? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we'll go over the adventure itself, which was a hell of an adventure. Um, I I'd never shot a teams match. So obviously you and I have shot a, a, a lot together, so that wasn't too big of a deal but also recently you only just switched to, to shooting mills so just using that and yeah um we sort of had a bit of a system we had the the terrapin x and a um uh bushnell spotter bushnell and bushnell tactical bushnell tactical so just a basic milling reticle yeah it's real, real real simple real easy um we had them on a bit of a jig on the tripod which the wind later fucked but anyway that was <laughs> the that that's the weather what we'll talk about later so we went over a few plans on on ranging targets because and um, spotting and etc because we did a bit of practice the weekend before and we were spotting through our rifle scopes and it's just not as efficient as using a dedicated spotter um, so we made a bit of a plan to transition uh, between the two uh, using the the bush now uh, sorry the terrapin x um, clamped onto the tripod it was far more stable and it was far quicker to get on uh, target and get a read um, so it, it forced some some different techniques and some different ways of thinking and also communicating um, between the the teammates. So uh, you you had you were shooting your three threat lapo and magnum, and I was shooting uh, three hundred Winchester magnum, uh, albeit shooting heavier projectiles, two hundred thirty grand burgers. Yeah. So I would I would um, generally engage the the medium to long range targets, and you'd take the long to uh, extended long range. Um, 
being that your cartridge was a bit more um, a bit more oomph and um, and, and so we're providing each other wind calls and uh, sometimes dope um, so it, it was a real interesting um, way of doing things actually there was a, there's a couple yeah. of stages so where let, we could have done it better but yeah so let's talk about our setups first then okay just before we go any further um, let's build the picture build the picture so yeah so I've got which was the only one there too I felt like anyway um, what's the analogy I felt like I was driving in a Ford F-150 pickup and driving into a parking lot full of European Audis and shit because <laughs> the RPR just looks the Ruger Precision Rifle you know 338 is quite a big tank of a thing anyway and you've got these Sarko what are they S20s S20s and M10 S20s the new gun yeah that's right it's the other hybrid I just I don't know I've actually not run across another person with one yet so Cal you shoot with them correct and I just said that word again apart from Cal apart from Cal yeah Mark's got a swear jar two of us correct yeah anyway so on top of that it's got um so it's factory rifle for my factory class shooting and on top is a Beldata Recon G2 so um, which I've just swapped around from another gun to that gun and um, so you can dial a long way so I think it should get to 2k almost without having to do holdover so that was the plan so and I've been really I was really happy with that and you know after the comp so um, didn't worked really well like this like the turrets and all that sort of thing windage is a bit more difficult but just a matter of we'll talk about that as in a separate little bit yeah so yeah that was my setup uh, with the accutac bipod and um using lapua 300 grain senile projectiles so um which sort of heaved along at two six 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 feet per second out of the barrel so not screaming along but um i was pretty super yeah before leaving here i was really happy with how it shot you know i was dialing up and having you know doing a group at a k no problem um without any adjustment yeah so yeah well but that's the only thing i mean over the course of that shoot i was about half a mil high on long stuff so but all i had to do was adjust for that so it was fine Mm. i wasn't gonna go dialing my dope back I don't know what's the, the what's the theory on that one but I just was used I knew where it was going and I thought <clears throat> on the closest stuff it was fine but I think long way out it was definitely shooting slightly higher so yeah I'd say that's us not having our um, data correct with the elevation and atmospherics yeah I kept checking the atmospherics with my because I got a bluetooth connected um, weather meter thing so that should have been inputting it but maybe I should have, yeah. It was like anything. I knew that would be the issue is going from where about 200 metres altitude to where that was was probably seven or 800. Yeah. Um, which makes a difference, a slight difference. So, you know, it maybe should Maybe we need to bite the bullet and buy a couple proper Kestrel AB units or something. Yeah. No, it's something... Anyway. I'll, 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 I'll test it again because I was also using... Um, Sarko TRG 300 grain ammo, um, 
which I actually liked a bit better. I don't know why, but but I actually had almost run out of that, so I couldn't use that. So it was a fraction slower, about two six two five, yeah, out of the barrel. So anyway, that was my setup, and uh, overall, was happy to use it. It was heavy, so it stuck to the ground well. So that's good. Um, I tell you what, it is like if. If anyone goes onto the the website, the the cover photo currently is a picture from the shoot of your rifle on a bit of an angle, and by God, it looks good. It looks freaking awesome. It, the Valdata, it's a big scope, right? Big rings, the big bipod. It's just looking cool. Yeah. Um, and it and it was to be honest, your shooting at those thousand meter plus targets was good. Like it was working. So. Um, pretty cool anyway so i was running the uh bagara 300 wind mag so it's a um, one of their uh, uh b14 hmrs which is like a so i guess it's a crossover rifle um yeah i prefer them to be a little bit heavier weight but, a hybrid you know, that's what it is a hybrid <laughs> it's only one true hybrid oh. <laughs> um so yeah these have been around they so my original 65 creedmoor was a bagara HMR, uh, that's only an action and a bolt now, it's all been swapped out for other parts, but uh, yeah, they, I got this, uh, sort of couldn't refuse the deal on this HMR, so... So there was familiarity uh, with the stock and everything, is that what you're saying? So, you know, you're comfortable... Yes, yeah, yes. Yep, yep. Yep, and um, uh, again, I not having the, um, the the load I had was accurate enough, it wasn't particularly fast, but it was okay, so there needs to be some work done there to get it sped up. Yeah, which I was a question I'm going to ask, but carry on. Yep. Yeah, and but so I had a few issues today, not with the gun itself, but about um, <laughs> some of my engineering skills. Um, <laughs> you're, but frank, so I, I, you're frank and you frank. Know, the, the bolt sticking out of the side of your neck sort of stuff. The frank, yeah, yeah. Frankenstein um, modification. So I actually made a spacer for the cheek riser out of steel. So idea being that it sets to the same height every time. Yeah. And it also added a um, few hundred grams of weight. Uh, that was just me trying to trying to sort of reduce some recoil a bit, um, and then I had an arca rail on and a Picatinny rail, which um, in one of the stage in one of the stages actually um, decided decided to all fall off in a series of shots. I still managed to hit a couple of targets though, s- strangely. I know for a um, while there, I thought your rifle was like a, a defunct satellite coming in from orbit. It was just breaking <laughs> bits were falling off. <laughs> <laughs> as you as the day went along it was just disintegrating but yeah. no and then, and then also lucky you had the, tools and lucky you had tools and then we had a stage it was a, it was a kind of a stage and this is heavy heavy cold rain but I shot my first two stages and I uh, targets had to run to another position where you shot etc and as I was running I could feel my bloody action barrel jiggling around in the stock so <laughs> I tr- under time I tried to get my fix it sticks out um, and talk it back up to spec so it got talked back up. I then ran out of time. So I then had not a true zero for the rest of the day. But anyway, that was... So that, to be honest, that's just me not putting the work in, getting the rifle set up properly. Um, and to be honest, it probably cost us... Shit, 10 points. Yeah. Maybe more because my zero was out. So, uh, again, new setup, but stupid things that um, that cost us. But anyway, well, it was a learning... On the, on the way back, we talked about... Uh how many months would you be comfortable with a gun set up prior? And we sort of said maybe three, you know. So yeah. you had a pretty short lead-in with that rifle. And 
I'm just uh, well, ask the question, you know, how comfortable do you feel with a it's the you know you're loading and just the general yeah I didn't think you were that ultra ready to go if you know what I mean no I wasn't no. I was no I wasn't you're 100 correct so like which is my six mil now I'm pretty well versed in if something goes wrong what it is yeah how to manipulate the bolt and the mag the trigger where to position my hand uh, but I've also put north of a thousand rounds through it already so and shot a heap of competitions good and bad uh results um yeah so you, you're right that familiar familiarity with the rifle was um paramount um, yeah uh even then i probably only shot 100 rounds through the big arab maybe 130 yeah. before the weekend yeah so and, and not a lot of those actual shooting a lot of them being um load testing as i tried a few things so yeah well you yeah, know you're right you're right it's a, it was detrimental to my results actually I'd added up with my the three three eight, and I think um, after the weekend, I put two hundred and sixty rounds through it all up. So yeah. prior to that, I probably would have because uh, I did chase a few sheep with it at one point. So God, it's like firing a box of piss at a mob of sheep, really. Um, every time you do mm. that, what um, is it? It's a can of beer per shot. No, it's a box of beer, of beer per shot. Per shot. <laughs> <a> oh shit! <laughs> <clears throat> Man, oh, that's what it is. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, there's a whole load. There's a whole load of Rarotonga. Yeah, man, you add up all those jeepers. Anyway, and so um, so it's, it's only so, had yeah two two hundred and ten rounds through it prior to, to this week. So I hasn't had a lot. I mean, but as I said, it's a bit cost prohibitive. I'm not certainly going to be um, culling goats with it. Um, no. Actually, have you shot a goat with it? Yet? I have actually with that um because I had a hundred rounds of American Eagle. 250 grand. I, I bet that was good ammo. Oh, it was superb. Out to it was sarcasm. Yeah, no. <coughs> no, no, it was yeah. fine. It dropped goats really well. So. Oh, it would do. It would do. And it was, um, um, I think a box of 20 was 115 bucks back in the day. So, yeah. A couple of years ago, a year ago. So, yeah. Um, anyway, that was, yeah, back to, yeah, talking about the amount of rounds you had. Sorry. sorry. The rounds you my, had down yours, you had about 100 rounds through it. So, yep. Yeah, just over, and and then I had a, um, I got, um, we spun up a new muzzle brake for it. Inch Industries made me a new muzzle brake. We sort of made a big, um, uh, sort of um, ninety degree port brake with that intent of trying to um, <clears throat> tame the recoil. And the, actually, the muzzle brake was great. The recoil was pretty manageable, um, very manageable, as long as I sort of applied my fundamentals, which I didn't always do. And yeah, and then I just chucked the had a Delta striker on it. Um, that's really it. Oh, oh and then just a pop up scope, the scope that pops pop up, up on everything. Yep, and then um, yeah. So I, I'm I'm actually in. The rifle's not going to stay in its current state. Yeah. So the 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 plan is eventually, not straight away, is to throw the barrel away and put a. I'm leaning towards a 300 Norma barrel on it. Um, What's left of the original? The bolt knob. <laughs> and um, the stock, I'm actually leaning towards, I meant to talk to Stuart more, but he had to leave. Um, uh, the LSS XL, like you've got on your Tika. Yeah. And then to be honest, you know that Magpul, the Magpul PRS stock that yep. was on, I'm just probably going to get one of those because that's cheap. Yeah. Um, and, and then, um, that's what I'm thinking. Anyway. Then we're good to go. 
Well, that's like under a grand or around a grand, twelve hundred bucks. It's, anyway, but that's not right now. It, but, it, so, leads, it leads on to one of our learnings: is having rifles that are similarly capable. Yes. So, so we we, can, uh, to be honest, no, no. But I'd rather, honest, I'd rather we interchange. You know, I know we weren't, but mm. I'd rather, um, as a team, be able to decide to engage short or long, regardless, and you know, yes. between us. So, yep. yeah. Um, yes. And it goes on to you know, I think the two standout shooters, uh, Danny and Lawrence, were using three three eights, both of them. So. And pretty much similar setup, so I think I didn't actually see them. So, yes, uh, one was the TRG and one was the older TRG with yeah. the non aluminium chassis. Yep, I think it's that's a TRG. So, you know, you've got similar as within the team, you've got similarity of ammo and wind calls and all sorts of stuff. So, I think it would make just a bit of a difference. But, I mean, if you had a 300 Norma, I mean, yeah, it would it's very similar to your ballistics, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah, not that the, the rifle. Yeah. Anyway, should we should we talk about so we've talked about the rigs? Yep. And my one falling to bits, and yours being perfect. Um, oh, a couple, couple of rounds dove in the mag a couple of times. That was yeah, pretty de- pretty devastating. Devastated about that. Sarko Sarko wouldn't have done that. <laughs> no, it wouldn't have. <coughs> um, so we um forty from fifty of guns. <laughs> so big army tank or something. Isn't it? It's tall as you that thing. Um, we so we jetted off over it's not jetted we got up early and left your place on the friday morning to yep. get over we hauled over a pile of targets to sort of assist with a bit of gear for uh gpre um as people realize we do for most events we steal shit off them they steal shit off us flasher units steel waratahs etc um uh we helped yeah we were mucking around hauling steel around the farm and uh and now this oh we've got to talk about this property uh this station, Ohini Wairua. So, oh my God. yes. Uh, <clears throat> it's on the Napier Tai Happy Road. Um, it's about 7,500 hectares. And from what I remember, whew, probably well over 5,000 of that's effective hectares. Um, it's a pretty clean farm. Uh, a lot of animals running around. So, sheep, cattle, so maybe Romneys, Angus, and deer. Uh, and a lot of feed being thrown out everywhere. So, mm-hmm. yeah and you sort of coming off the main road there it's a 10 stand wool shed and sheriff's quarters and everything where we stayed and then drive up up onto the top portion we look down to the valley it's about a thousand meters up there and then we drove 400 meters down into the valley probably seven k's maybe to the second wool shed on the farm um which has got an older shepherd's slash sheriff's quarters i think and a mm-hmm. five stand shed so and that's essentially where the shoot was held. So we, um, yeah, that's the farm. It's uh, backs onto quite a bit of the defence area um, on the back of it. I'm assuming so. Mm-hmm. And yeah, impressive farm, lovely, beautiful place. So it's breathtaking, isn't it? Actually, some of the um, mm. it's, it's we don't get the big the big that you get in the South Island, the big sort of vistas. But this place had it. Um, oh, yeah. And you, you, you could drive that, that highway 100, 200 times and you'd never know that this place was not that far from the road. Yeah. Um, uh, a privilege to actually get to go on this uh, property. The landowners are very gracious. and um, Certainly breathtaking uh, in an 80k yeah. wind because it rams the breath down your throat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so we um, we stayed uh, at the, um, the, the, the the newer sheriff's quarters at the front of the property. Uh, very easy to get to just off the main road. And... Um, 
uh, a bunch of the, along with a bunch of the other most of the other competitors. Um, so we had a bit of a bit of a cook up and a feed and a few laughs uh, that night was pretty good. Um, we, we actually had reasonable weather for for the Friday. Um, yeah. When it come to the Saturday, it wasn't quite as good though the weather at all. Um, it's probably the worst conditions I've ever shot in, to be honest. So yeah, we had uh, eight stages. Yep. <laughs> Which we missed stage eight for a while there, but we got back to it. Yeah, we lost it. <clears throat> Didn't think there was eight, but there was. Um, so, and it was sort of a short drive from the second woolshed, so the decision was made that we'd um, drive out. And then due to the forecast weather, that we'd drive between stages where you could so um which thankfully made it a bit better as the weather turned atrocious you had a bit of shelter so yeah but the morning session basically first third of it was okay weather was fine wind was building a bit over that time wasn't it so mm-hmm. yep um but then it sort of probably had two hours in the middle where it was pretty horrendous and then cleared up a little but still quite windy at the end Mm. Matt, so we, so you, like Mark said at the start, we were, um, uh, so obviously it was a team's match, so Mark and I were together, and we were squatted with two of the army boys, uh, yep. two of the, the um, snipers from the army, who we shot with a bit, and um, they, were, they were a good laugh, actually, they were, they were a fun um, fun team to, to be um, squatted up with. Yeah, we and were, so we were the, young, the young squad, really, apart from me. The young squad, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I'm young anymore. No, no. <laughs> they are. Um so what would happen is they would RO us and then we would RO them vice versa we'd just swap as we went to stages yep um, so they were allowed to call hit or miss and generally we talked at the start we just called hits if you got no call you there was nothing right so that was easy they weren't allowed to give us <clears throat> any assistance they weren't allowed to give us fall of shot win calls uh, we did call times though to a certain extent and um yeah, it was. What was our first stage? I'm to think. Okay, so our first stage was um, know your limits. <laughs> That's right. We all got off to a great start on that. And didn't that, we? that really set the day up well with a single hit. <laughs> I think we ended up with a one hit on the one first. Hit. Yeah, on yeah. the first target because we'd bombed out. I think, and yeah. then our other two compatriots bombed out completely they missed yes. and didn't get a I, chance to hit again on the first one yeah they got a zero on that so, so it was like a 600 or 700 meter yeah little rack and then and you cleared like that lucky. obviously cleared it and then went on to the 1200 meter one <laughs> yeah. and and uh, we didn't even get halfway through it the but, first um, rack no well yeah it was a uh, it was a rude awakening to so the difficulty we, of the competition what were we measuring about then probably six or seven meters per second yeah, I think it was about seven. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was the wind yeah. coming across sideways, and then we moved on to the prone with a post, for want of a better name for it. Um, so I had an angled post with two waratahs, the Simon Classic, to shoot off, and you had to shoot that. Basically, you had four shots prone on the ground, one of your teammates. You had to choose what you're going to do, and then you had six shots for four hits off the post for your other teammate 
So um, at that point we had a mob of probably 1,500 lambs milling around. So I did a bit of strategic shooting to clear the area. So um, and then we got underway. Yeah. So and I think it's important to say too that that seven meters per second we had at the start of the day, which is probably reasonably similar at that stage too. That was like the mild wind for the yeah. day. And which so this, is what, roughly 25 kilometres an hour, I think, 7 metres per second. So. so this is pretty challenging. You're shooting off a post, either sitting or standing, at about 860 metres from memory. So, um, And for me, it was prone. So I did that. And I think I started that, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, you got a couple of hits, did Two you? hits, yep. Um, we had a four, so that wasn't too bad. Um, considering I had a few sighters shooting it, I mean, shooting around the sheep not at them <coughs> to move them on and uh but looking at um simon's notes he's th- he shot first off the um post with six shots because i thought that would give a win read and you know would help to get better prone shots off later mm-hmm. on which probably sounds it's reasonable not a silly idea in hindsight um but i think from what he said he hit it three times off those positions and even his teammate didn't get any couldn't quite get the wind sorted on on the prone part so i think when i shot because you shot first yeah and i think you had i think you had a mill or a mill and a half or something of wind yeah and so i thought oh yeah i'll just extrapolate that a little bit add it add it you know 25 percent something whatever it was and then man i ended up having like three mills on by the time i finished it was albeit I think again not being that familiar with the rifle but I didn't being that it was a, a sort of non-standard supported positional on that angle you can't get a real solid build um, I didn't put the time into setting up my shots or getting natural point of aim and my when I'd shoot I'd lose um, sight of the target so the rifle was hopping so again natural point of aims out yeah and I it was a it was a hash was um it was poor shooting on my part and i i should have slowed down a bit so uh, what i should say too is most stages had six minutes for time most of them apart maybe three yeah and we also had to range all our targets inside that time so um, we knew what targets were there and we we were allowed to find them beforehand apart from one stage that was blind Um, but we had to do all our ranging and and dope in the clock under the time so Um, quite yeah, quite a process departure for most people. So yeah, you're very was, used to you're very though. used to standing around, just writing up your dope and looking at the sheet and oh yeah, there's the distances where you go, getting all that done. So it's not actually done within time pressure. So, but for all of those stages, it was basically something you had to do, getting set up. Mm. So I liked it. I think it was, I thought that was cool because mm. it's it's a bit more real life um, when it comes to yeah hunting or whatever. So. Um, uh, didn't help me when the driving rain was uh, hitting my screen on my phone and entering <laughs> random numbers in it and I couldn't get anything done oh, yeah I tell you what this is where the Terrapin X come into its own we'll get to that, uh, so we, we'll, get to that. Yeah, we'll get we'll cover the Terrapin but golly gosh it helped um, I think then yeah, we and so, then so this by this point two stages in you'd got all our points maybe <laughs> man I let the team down no, no, no. You, you were doing all the short stuff to, I don't know. Anyway, that's what I'm saying. This is where I've gone back to this. I think you're obviously a better shooter than me, so 
I'd rather you have a lot more confidence in your setup and be able to to pick and choose whether you do short or long. That's all. So yeah. Coming out. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. We'll yeah. win it next year. At least <laughs> top twenty. That's the spirit. Uh, so then we, I think we went on to to. to to stage one from there so we oh this we, was probably the most interesting stage of the day i think we did it's getting a bit you know so we'll go to stage one so but this time i was the because we could drive around i was like oh i'll use my shooting mat so i don't have to lie on cheap shit but <laughs> by this stage the wind was building so much that um i was like a basically a, a parasailer every time i tried to unroll the mat it just piss off into the wind somewhere so yeah i quickly ditched that and yeah by the time we hit stage one, it was a stage that pointed directly into the wind. Now, if everyone, oh, all the stages actually basically covered all points of the compass, which was cool. So you had probably the bulk of them shooting with the wind coming from your left at 90, mm -hmm. but this one here was shooting straight into it. And the wind had built up by this stage to probably 45 k's an hour. Yeah. Yeah. 45 k's at least yeah um straight in your face well, so so this this stage was 100 percent blind so we what it was is the other team would be down the bottom and you'd kind of have to run your own time but as you got to the top of the hill you'd start your time and there was two targets out in front of you and you had a um they had no markers so you had to find them they had, and they were tan colored so they weren't orange or white so they were hard to spot you couldn't spot them with the naked eye essentially you had a three pegs organized into a triangle you stood at the rear and then you pictured a uh, an um, angle that went out from each peg gave you a sort of an arc a v yeah uh, a v and your targets were in that arc and i mean the farm only went so far I mean, well yeah. it still went pretty far uh and so there was one at 600 and something. no 600 600 meters yeah and that wasn't that big of a target it was only like a three or four hundred and then uh, there was 12? another at twelve hundred or something. Yeah, yeah. eleven hundred, twelve hundred. Yeah. Uh, and so these, yeah, these were painted tan. They did have uh, a little bit of white on each four corners. Didn't help a hell of a lot. Uh, once you found it, you found it. But before that, jeepers creepers. Yeah, but then so even, even even if you found it, and then sometimes when you recalled off, I battled to go and find it again. Almost, I think, for memory. So yes. So you had to. It's almost like you had to build a bit of a reference like reference landmarks around it um you know there's a yep. tree there or a, a spur or something and, and break that magnification off um and we had 10 minutes for this stage and the gear was if you didn't have any everything bolted down it would blow away it was just the wind was just yeah wow um with that tank breaking my gum <laughs> did you see when i was shooting no um Every time I fired, I got a face full of crap, basically getting blown yep. back into my face. So. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was, we were having, like, we're laying pretty close together. Yeah. Reasonably close. And you're yelling as loud as you can to talk to the other guy, you know, wind or, right. So, so I think we come away with did you hit, three hits. You hit the short, eh? So the plan was I'd engage the short, you'd engage the long, yep. or carry on with the short. Yeah. I hit it twice, and yep. then I think you got it once. Yeah. Um, and then couldn't hit the long one. No, <laughs> man, that long. It, like I think we spotted your last shot on the long one. Yeah, but, but we just couldn't see the forward shot before that. And even just trying to hold this, so we're running a spotter. Must have been on about fifteen power, um, sixteen maybe. If you just couldn't hold it still enough. In no, this wind. that's the thing. Incredibly hard to get 
city um yeah with, with spotting and stuff so and then this only got worse because it started raining after that and we moved on <laughs> to stage two i think which was yeah i think that was the one so you had what three oh i can't remember anyway we had targets here to work through out to 13 i think 1360 or 1380 or something this is when my bipod fell off again far one yeah but i think that's yeah. where i got your two hits yeah i think yeah. Which is i definitely got one so, i can't remember if i got two but as as i so i didn't mistakenly and i always say i should do it i didn't take my backpack to the start of the stage so everything you need off the ground yeah so if it's back in your bag you can't use it essentially so if you want everything take your bag with you anyway as i go to load the bipod for my first shot at, i think it's 600 meters or something i noticed that my rail the front bolt has fallen out of the rail and the rail was like half peeling off the gun and i was like oh shit so i sort of adjust how i was going to shoot boom miss and then i hit and then i think i hit again and then i go to the next target because there's a series of targets from you know working its way out as pretty normal for us and for simon and then i i engage the next target and it's slowly getting worse i can watch it and then as i do my fourth shot i'm not sure if i even hit it on the fourth shot. i might have hit once on the fourth shot or something or the second target but anyway my last shot the whole bloody thing just falls off and um <laughs> oh yeah. god and so now because if, if i had had my backpack as i've seen the rail failing i would have just ripped the bipod off and shot off the pack um, and, and sort of had a, uh, a workaround uh, as such but i didn't um <laughs> yeah so that was pretty interesting and then luckily you took over and salvaged a bunch of points for us on that stage but, yeah, um, I think I did. There's a second to last one, and then the further one. So I think I hit the second to last one, then moved on to the last one. Yeah, and could see where I was going, and managed to walk it on. I think that was about a. Th I was using about a 30k an hour equivalent crosswind, and it was yeah. coming straight I across. So you you had a you had a good wind call. You landed it right off the side of the target to start yeah. with, which is good in that wind. And then, mm. which probably yeah, one of the better shots I've ever done pretty much with that thing so and then to hit it that was pretty satisfying so yeah i was i could have gone home at that point but anyway <laughs> <coughs> yeah and so we, we managed to come away with a few points in that stage that was a hard stage though because it's not as if you're just shooting at one target at 1200 no, meters no. and you got five shots each it's you've got six shots each and there's four targets and they want two hits on each of them yeah for well, the that, ultimate point yeah that was some of my my brilliant feedback was to maybe have a couple where you just you're out there at a long target make it a quicker stage no maybe speed up the day slightly i don't know anyway um <clears throat> I, i've always been a big fan of multiple targets i, I like oh yeah them. yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not i i, I think i think we could have yum. used a few I, I think we could have used a few more rounds on a couple of them yeah being that they're such hard shots but um but yeah no but anyway so we but luckily after my gun fell to bits again not the gun the accessories i'd poorly bolted on um it's called locked uh, i managed to um find the bolts that fallen out there where i shot so i ditched the arca rail and just bolted the picatinny rail back on so the reason i had an arca because i had a i thought we may shoot tripod at some point and um yeah i managed to just run the pick rail which was which was fine um 
Yeah, that was a bastard of a fucking ring that was. Um, Meanwhile, the Rugovshin rifle just sat there, happy. Didn't fall. It didn't fall to bits. No. <laughs> um, and then the next stage was heavy rain, heavy cold rain, heavy driving rain, and you couldn't see a thing. Uh, and so my Sig BDX rangefinder couldn't pick up anything at to at six hundred, even six hundred. So which normally it's so the those the new can Vortex. do can do eight hundred, and, and even the Vortex. The newest spinos, what are they? Fury, the Razor 4000? 4000, yeah, 4000 cool. what are they? AB something something, 4000s? Yeah. They work. didn't work, and the Terrapin, which you were reviewing, um, did a sterling job and could actually range them, even though it was I, uh, driving sideways yeah. rain. Yeah, very poor visibility. I was did not expect it to work that well. You and I tested it in a bit of fog, and it was impressive, but yeah. um, wow, the, like, it was just like ranging on a clear day. Um, that but, then, was pretty, yeah, but then actually shooting it, shooting it was a waste of time because you couldn't see where I was going. I couldn't see where you were going. And my gun come loose in the stock. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. so it was either, you know, by miracle you would hit, given the amount of wind by then, I think it must have been yeah. 45 or something. I think we'd measured Ks yeah. an hour equivalent. <clears throat> Um, so yeah I think we didn't get much on that one and then it sort of after that it started to improve again in terms of a bit less rain and the wind sort of backed off slightly so and uh, we had a few more stages which were quite similar yeah sort of a what were they it was big and small sort of set, set up we had the larger target and small target beside it mm-hmm. um and then another one where you're basically shooting out qualifying targets and then I thought I'd dob a windage one for rotation out but I hadn't it was just very windy <laughs> so, so we managed to fire a few shots and sort that out um, and determine where that was going I think we ended up on stage eight didn't we so I think it was quite lucky you got that win sorted because the last stage you actually um, you pulled points out of the bag where I didn't so um, at about 900 or 1000 980 yeah. yeah so I've got two hits at 980 on that top target yeah which is um, wind coming from the right yeah up off, I, a, off a bank which is actually yeah. quite comfy for me so not for me but that, see I had the same issue as me on the stage with the, with the post yeah I didn't build a good position and I didn't and I continued to battle with a bad position instead of stopping reevaluating. And um, y- y- you know, am I better off to take six bad shots and miss every time, or am I better off to take like three good shots and run out of time no, and that, maybe get two hits? That was something um, as a team we needed to sort out. Which was, I think, we were we were shooting as if we had um, normal GPRE practical class time limits. Yeah, in a way, it felt like it. We, yeah, we, 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 we never ran out of time. Oh, no, we did on one stage. Uh, and that's only because, once again, we should have... Read the rules, probably. No, just, yeah, and actually gone, right, you've got to shoot concurrently, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, but one of my brilliant ideas was... I, <clears throat> if you engage some of those, you could probably make it more spicy by making the teams engage it sequentially, so not to... Yeah. Everyone shoots one, then, then the other, and then the other... But it, um, Simon said, you know, we want to make, leave it up to the shooters to decide what to do there, you know, that sort of thing. But 
a few more rules on a few stages would make it more interesting i think because which would get us out of our doing the same you know you shoot first i'll shoot second sort of yeah i think i think inside this like seven eight hundred meters because the property hadn't had a lot of rain it was uh, the grass was very chewed down or it was sort of uh, quite high up so it never really grew much anyway um i could spot my own shots yeah um easy like i'd 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 just say seen it and i'd correct and yeah well there's one target that threw me out and that was one when i thought my wind must have been way out it was absorbing you couldn't see any you know, it was, it was, it was no the, splash. I think it was six hundred and something meters, and, yeah. and we didn't pick up any splash. And it's like it looked like you were miles away. You know, what I mean, you were outside of the field of view or something. Yeah. And it must have been just soaking up. I have no idea. But and then um, was it Malcolm said he thought it was. Well, and more well, Josh shot it. The too, army guys, and, yeah, same thing. It yeah. just disappeared. Like same same cartridge as you. It was just same ammo. It was couldn't just, see it. Yeah. Yeah. Vanishing, yeah, so it's, but and that's the trouble. And then you start doubting your, you started doubting your, your dope, your zero. Yeah. Um, but we got there in the end. Um, no, no, and that's where I think the early and late ones of the day. Yeah, I got a few good hits when we could, uh, when I could, and then on the last stage, things had died down a little. I got two hits there as well. So you know, I'd be pleased how what I'd learned over the day with that gun and I'm really happy with the way the scope worked and it's a good scope good good glass easy to look through yeah so plus it's got the nice tenebrix cap so you just close the bastard up and she's uh, yeah I assume you never had an issue with um fogging or just getting water on the lenses or anything so that was yeah. a plus just had to keep it sideways <laughs> <laughs> Man, like to be I'd, I've never shot and like like if I'm reading 15 meters per second on my my wind meter, like that's 50 plus kilometer hour winds, you know that's. Well, you imagine if, really if we were, I don't know, we're up somewhere on the the 1k ridge, shooting, and the weather was like that, you'd be going home. <laughs> yeah, we would. We <laughs> would. Why would you yeah. bother? Because well, yeah. So. so so it was it was stuff we hadn't practiced in. No. But not, then, not like I've shot at that like 400 in my range just it's all just a calculation but yeah and, and I, to be honest I think one thing we can take away from our performance that maybe went okay was the wind calls we yeah. we had pre, like because okay you can read where you are but you've got these big long gullies in front of you and, um, and not a lot of wind indicators because the farm's so clean uh, we had pretty good wind calls all weekend apart yeah. from me on the last stage and maybe that stage three or at the, the, the one at the post but like most of the wind calls were good especially yours they were good wind calls so um, that's I think they're saying to take away as a positive it, I'm not saying we're necessarily first round hits but it's no, no. landing just off the edge and then being able to re-engage and, which in wind like that, that which, which in wind like that you know um, yeah what do you and expect? 40 plus kilometer an hour to 50 kilometer an hour winds hey we'll yeah. take it you know yeah um, uh, but yeah, overall, yeah. overall with all the teams, I mean, you know, the hit percentage was down in the twenties, so um, no yeah. one probably even got to thirty, maybe just. <clears throat> it's it was. Um, I think we've got a long way to go before we master the format. Obviously, there'll be some small changes on how the competitions run, yeah, or organised or set up, or ready, ready, ready. Um, but I think it. 
I think there's a lot of potential there for being a um, yeah a major event on the North Island calendar. Well, there's some but, some little changes like you know um, things like having target colours on the sheet would help because those um, for example the long black targets the seven fifties mm. yeah if you don't know that they're a different colour it took a while in one stage we were we were mucking around for ages as a, as, as a whole squad trying yes, to find we that last target so to be honest though also there was white target markers the wind had just blown them away <laughs> all the sheep were playing <laughs> yeah them. all the sheep ate them yeah. um yes no but the, that was the black targets were hard weren't they that was something new yeah um but once you had although they did blend in they looked like dead pungers but um yeah um i think the one thing for people who no, you're lucky it's a farm that was very clean, so there's not a lot of vegetation out there, so that that helped. If you're in a place with a lot more vegetation in general, it would be like um, Hautapu, man, those black yeah, targets well, would be hard to find. Yeah, exactly. You'd, find them. you'd have to, I think maybe, I still haven't finished writing my thing for Simon, because obviously he wants feedback on this event. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think maybe if there's blind targets, maybe some clues maybe I don't know that might be a dumb idea but no like I'd written say, that into my fabric I said basically um, I'd say we'll bring the right gear if you have a binoc- binoculars you'll find them a lot easier we've got a lot better field yeah. of view what sort of carry on rather than a spotter so you know you just got to have the right equipment for that to find them mm. um, and I said yeah, a couple of small clues would help and I'd set a range band saying like four to 800 and one's at 1,400 which yeah. means if you find one, you're cutting out a whole of space that yeah. you don't have to look at anymore. It's like anything. It's just it's a bit just yeah. But that's a learning thing. And also was the um the follow the tracks tip, which is clear and obviously <laughs> yeah. a good one. Yeah. And and Simon Ta- said, uh yeah. GPR is too lazy to be humping heavy targets around far from the tracks, so just follow the tracks. <laughs> yeah, they'll always. I wouldn't say so too lazy. I think it's more practical because what's the is. point of lugging all the way up a hill just to make it look cool? Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I think a, a clue wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. Like, and not necessarily like anything. You could be like, oh, last seen by the cabbage tree, and you're like, oh shit, I've got to find a cabbage tree. Or okay, there's 20 cabbage trees. I yes. can process animations. Or grass by the seen by the grass, or by you know, fork grass. in the track, or yes. uh, something like that. But again, um, uh, the the one thing I will say when this comes around, and assuming it happens, we get a, a full comp next year. It's not an event for the beginner shooter. It's uh, it's an advanced not. A, good good like top 10 competitors from the normal practical rifle scene or precision rifle scene will be humbled um it's yeah it's 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 a different way of doing things but it is a step up in uh, distance and teamwork and um like knowing your gun and knowing your ballistics past decay yeah um if you if you turn up and you haven't shot any of the original matches uh, this isn't the one to um, dip your toes in so to speak um, you'll be lucky to get a hit or two to be honest yeah well there's, a, there's, there's an idea um, the 1k and mole challenge can be a, an indicator 
of here. Yeah. You've got you've got to be able to hit it. <laughs> I'd, hey, if someone wants to come along, spend a fortune, and, and yeah, when but it does it's, all, it's on my farm, so that automatically counts. Oh, so you get to, <laughs> so you you already qualify anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, but but it, it's it's fun, and uh, we could have maybe made a few improvements to our clothing choices. Uh, mine was pretty good, but by the end of the day, my legs got a little bit wet, um, purely because I couldn't be bothered getting my leggings out of my bag. Um, I yeah. couldn't be bothered even bringing them, so I thought, like, "Nah, I'll be fine with gaiters <laughs> as my boots filled up with water." <laughs> um, yeah, because man, I, but to be honest, I never got cold. Um, Simon was racing around checking on guys if they were warm enough. Because uh, to be honest, in that environment, if we had an issue like we did at our TD a couple of years ago, where yeah. guys turn up without any gear, they'd get hypothermic up there. So, um, yeah, especially that it's held in the uh, colder months, you've got to be prepared for anything. Yeah. Um, to be honest, the army boys said it would have been nicer if it just had a snowed rather than that rain. So take that for what you will. Yeah. And yeah, and then we uh, yeah, so we ended up fourth in the points, I think. Third. Mm. Fourth. Third. We got bumped back. No, no, I bumped myself up. Oh, you bumped, <laughs> you bumped us back up. Okay. Dis- a disputed third. Um, <laughs> so fourth. Um, and and I tried to make us almost last by insisting that the other team's score was ours. So that was yes, you gave you gave the army boys our score. And when Simon read out the scores, and I was like, "Shit, how did they beat us?" I'm, I was just thinking in my head, like, because every stage we generally done better than them. Yeah. And then you're like, "No, no, I've worked it out, Graham." They, 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 I, like, no, oh, I text Simon saying I was an idiot, so confirmed. <laughs> no, so that was that was fine. Um, sorry, sorry to our defence force friends. Um, Yep, we uh, we gave you some extra points and we took them off you, and but yeah, I, I'm definitely interested to see how this event progresses yeah. going forward. Um, no, no. I think I'll be more familiar with my f- rifle next time. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think a couple of stages with known ranges and stuff, which makes it more familiar, for it will be good too. Just as a, you know, to break it up a little. Do you reckon? I, I don't have an issue with the range. Of the I, know, I, I know, I know. I like it. That's what we've, I suggested, right? I, I know, but we've... And that's fine. Everyone's got their opinions. We've always had known ranges. Facts, so, Graham. Facts. And, and to be honest, I liked using the Terrapin. Yeah. It was... Oh, let's talk about Terrapin real quick, because we said we'd talk about it. Oh, it Graham was, was the only guy in the squad with a rangefinder that talked to his phone and yelled at him. Wow. Yeah, like... If, so if you hook the ter- it'll run to your kestrels too but running off Straylock Pro if your phone is how locked, would peak hunters feel Graham <laughs> I don't think they know, know what an iPhone is um, oh. I don't think it's that <gasps> peak hunting oh you're going to get in trouble now what's the ballistics of a 30-30 it'll just say good. average <laughs> good good um, so if your phone is locked with the Terrapin yeah um, it'll actually just read your data so you've got it there you'll range your target so it'll bring up everything in the in the, in the um, display, but it'll read out your your data to you um, off the phone. So what we would do when we shot is I would have the Terrapin running. So for those who don't know what Terrapin is, it's a long range rangefinder with a single button. It is the shape of a small home cinema projector, and it is it is rather large, and it's um, about the size of uh, oh God. A box of chocolates, maybe. Yeah. And it's and it's yeah, it's 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 like the cost is similar to a good second-hand car. Yeah. They're, they're not a cheap piece of kit. They're they're not 
a, a few hundred under four grand from memory. So they are high end. Uh, they are they're expensive. They are high end. Um, rangefinder very popular in military use. Um, sniper sort of cool dude stuff. So I got one to trial from Arlington Arms. Yeah. Um, uh, I did, for a while there I was unsure whether they were worth it, and uh, I know one of the other teams at the event had one, and I've heard them rave about it. Talking to Simon, he's going, "Oh no, those things are pretty good." I've ready, ready, ready. Seen the guys using them, and then when we used it at that event with the Bluetooth, uh, the, you know, running paired up with the data, how it cut through the weather, instantly, just it was. It's a superior rangefinder. Like mm. everyone's been raving, raving about the new Vortex. Um, uh, it's five thousand. Yeah, five thousand. Yeah. It's, it's shit all over them in those harsh weather conditions to put it frankly but it costs more than those binos too um, yeah. and it's not a pair of binoculars so no. practical use yes the binos are going to be better for practical use but for yeah, um, as an overall package yeah, I'd say yes yes oh yes yes especially for the average Kiwi hunter you're better off but with, if with you bought a Vortex Venom 525 think of all the money you save and you can put it towards a Terrapin a Terrapin <laughs> um but yeah, so no, for this kind of competition, that Terrapin was invaluable. Quick, uh, it, w- it was very, you know, you get some rangefinders at distance, they sort of had to have a few attempts. None mm. of that, just bang, bang, mm. instant feedback. Uh, now, <clears throat> when you're using it uh, paired to your phone, it automatically takes into account angles, it's everything, it's sending all that to your app. So obviously we were shooting a few angles in this comp. Man, uh, I want one. That's I'm. That's man. It was cool. Now the only bugbear I'd have with them is for all that money, um, you get like a loose bag sort of case. But I would, I think they should come with a padded um, sort of uh, holster type arrangement. You can run on your backpack or um, you know some straps on it uh, that that houses it and keeps it protected. Uh, Again, you're dropping a lot of dosh. Um, I think some that would would be something I'd like to see with them. Not going to happen because I doubt Terrapin are too concerned about what I say. I think you could build something, Graham, where you'd no, you you'd you bolt could. it to it, and then eventually it'll work loose and fall off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cut it out, you. <clears throat> um, and but yeah, no. So I again, even with the importer, he was wondering are these are you just better off buying a thousand dollar rangefinder? I think for the average guy, yes, but for the people who maybe... Um, who love to shoot in 100 kilometer hour winds? Yes. Oh, no, but also like, so defense yeah. guys, yeah. I can see a huge advantage to the Terrapin. Yeah. Um, some of those other guys we know who, who are pretty serious about it. Serious long range guys. Um, but if, if you're playing in under a K, I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend the money. No. But if you're, play, if you're playing in that next level... Um, Yes, maybe. Yeah. Um, yes, but, maybe. But, it's but, a definite yes, maybe. Definitely, maybe. Um, but you, before this comp, yeah, I couldn't think of a better rangefinder to use, and that's not just me blowing smoke out the importer's ass. No, it saved that, our ass when we needed to range those targets we couldn't hit. We we were even nice enough to lend it to the other team for the for the um, ranging and the uh, that weather because same thing the, the the vortex furies weren't working. Even if not it was bagging those, reduce our excellent. chance of winning, we, we met it. And... <laughs> I mean, I'm not bagging the Vortex. They are awesome. But yeah. in these conditions, 
they didn't didn't stand a chance at 600 meters so yeah whereas the 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 Terrapin was lazing 1400 without even missing a beat and some heavy heavy weather so yeah other than that we uh, overall I thought thought it was a good good trial event learned a lot and helped um, I think set up for probably what would be a workable event next time um Mm. thinking you know we could have three teams in a squad probably would be fine doable yeah would you do could you do could you do um how many squads could you do 15 what oh I'm I'll just see, thinking yeah. in a major event yeah yeah I'm Simon he no doubt he's already got a plan for this but no of course um, what are we even speaking for um <laughs> no overall I loved it um I gave my expensive hunk of junk to something to do so um and I learned and built some confidence at long range with it so um and the cost of shooting it I'd rather learn it in a competition than at the range so yeah yeah agreed agreed so I think we go back next year with um obviously your gun shooting good we get um, my one set up a little bit better shooting bit better oh, it sh- the gun itself shot fine no no uh, I wasn't but, just, either. but just the falling to bits during the competition of the accessories really let me down um <laughs> I, again, like I said, I'm going to do a few mods to the gun. I've got to, still, I've got to talk to Stuart. I had a plan for you on Saturday <laughs> The night. guy who modifies his gun and it falls apart wants to do more modifications. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, the solution. Think, more I things done more to things. the... Um, a backup rail for when the first rail fails. <laughs> I'll have two no, rails. Um, so <laughs> maybe, maybe longer bolts that actually um, go in a thread more than like t- t- two turns. And touch the barrel um, nicely. Yeah, and, and pressure point load the barrel. Um, yeah, but no, it's a, it's a, like when we we obviously held the um, uh, record. No, <laughs> we held the uh, the long range shootout at oh. our event back in February, which yep. was a huge success, very well attended. Uh, we got a few things to sort of tune up to make it run a bit better, and yep. more efficiently. But um, that's hopefully so. You know, with with that and with this, hopefully we have two or three of these sort of Magnum style. You know, one major event, couple side matches. Because yeah. people buy these guns. I've seen, uh, I know a dozen of a dozen people who, at least, who have bought three through eights and sold them six months later because they don't have anywhere to shoot them. But now that if if so, guys have been messaging me. Everyone's curious about this event that was just on. People, a lot of people were upset they didn't get invites, but they are building guns for this and for the long range shootouts now because they think, hey, shit, I can, I can justify spending fucking five grand or ten grand or fifteen grand because I've got something I can compete with now rather than just um, shoot at 300 metres at an NZDA range on paper you know so yeah <laughs> I expect to see a lot more cool stuff coming out of the world that's good um, you me know, included you know about Wildcat you know you must know a few Wildcat characters Graham do you I, I, well, I know of a few yeah yeah, yeah. is Tiny 6.5 a Wildcat cartridge Tiny, what's Tiny 6.5? I don't know. I've just seen it on social media recently. People talking yeah. about they were shooting their Tiny 6.5s. <laughs> well, this compared to your big bullets. Oh, hold on. So it's not a round. It's actually a... So it's right. a 6.5, what? Creedmoor or something? Probably, yeah. Ah, oh, so Tiny 6.5 isn't a caliber. No, no. Um, uh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> by the by. Um, now, one thing people have been asking me, like, would 6.5 PRC be an appropriate magnum for this event? I would say... I would prefer personally something bigger. Um, Not it's pretty tiny brutal. six point five PRC maybe. 
Yeah, yeah, you can, you can have medium one if you want. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I'd be leaning towards a minimum cap. Me, what I would be leaning towards is a minimum diameter of seven millimeters. Yeah. P- purely because you want to see splash. Um, especially hey, if we went back and they'd had a little bit more grass growth, um, it'd be even harder. So twenty-eight Nosler. Twenty, yeah, twenty-eight Nosler. Um, yes. Yeah, three hundred PSC, three hundred Wind Mag. Uh, 300 Norma, 338 Lapua, 338 Norma. Were there really... any 7 mil remakes? There must have been. Oh, there was. One in yeah, our squad. One in our squad, yeah. yeah. Uh, seven, no, 7 mil remake was fine. I could watch the splash on the no, 7 no. mil remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they've actually shot better than the 338 in his team. So, um, Borrowed one, all the same. So, albeit the same, yeah. Same a borrowed gun up, always goes super the, well, doesn't it? Set up the day before, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, seven mil rim mag. As long as you've got <clears throat> now a couple of important things, if you're considering doing it next year, reliable mag feed. We both had reliable mag feed. Yep, awesome. Yep, um, like really reliable mag feed. Mine was excellent. Yours was pretty bloody good too. You said you had a couple of little issues. Um, just not running the bolt right back. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, also. A lightweight hunting barrel probably won't do it because it's going to be like six or seven shots of magnum in reasonable succession. Yeah, uh, I've played with the Tika Semel Remags a lot over the years, and those barrels they do like three shots and then they just um, well, given given the shooting positions, weight's not a problem, so you heavier no, better. I would, yeah, I would say this event I imagine will stay majority prone. Correct, I think it should. Uh, now Damn, you can I challenge the <laughs> correct, correct. <laughs> uh, there was some cool like downhill shots, and you had to sort yeah. of manipulate. It. So it was still challenging. It wasn't just perfect prone, that's for sure. I want you to build me a, an electric bipod with hydraulics, so I've got little toggles that I can adjust to lift the legs. It'll, it'll probably fall off though. Oh, well, I know it'll fall you off know. eventually, but I'll get through half the competition. <laughs> I just want so um, I can quickly adjust it like a a drone servo motor, so I can just lift oh, it up yes, in front yes, of the gun. Yes. And would that be cheating? I don't know. It'd be heavy. You have a oh, twelve yeah. volt battery in your backpack. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, and yeah, but I'd say yeah. So it's magnums with a reasonable barrel profile. <clears throat> um, yeah, a heavier gun would be an advantage if you're shooting big, big captures. Uh, mostly, you know, the shit on the thing. And if you're uh, a peer you... or a school team, make sure you've got similar setups. And if you can, same calibers. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and definitely mil, mil, or MOA, MOA. Yeah. Talking the same language. You, I mean, hey, okay, if you, your friend shoots mil and you shoot MOA, don't not come. But, um, but man, if you can if you can both run mil, you're just talking the same language. Yeah. <clears throat> Work in the same wind. So you and I shoot meters per second. Yeah. Um, so we're talking in meters per second. Uh, rather than the same thing, oh, I'm running meters per second, I'm running kilometers per hour yeah uh, that's one thing i'd it's just a a one less step because again we were you know working on each other's wind so yeah um yeah other than that i think that about sums it up no Um, i we got home i had to dry out all my gear my clothes were wet the gun was wet and uh and uh we had a couple of good legs of venison um, yep, <laughs> one chewed on my rat, but anyway. One, uh, we put in the cooker and the leg was sticking out and someone came back in the middle of the day and there was a rat chewing on it, so 
I managed to cut, cut the end of the leg off. So it fitted into the cooker and off it yep. went again. <clears throat> and we also had the... Uh, uh, so a friend of ours bought some Kuyu undergarments. Oh, and that's then, right. <laughs> then we had the best quote ever. Why would you buy Kuyu base layer? No one's ever going to see it. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. You know, because you you have Kuyu for the Instagram followers, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. Stuart will be laughing to, when to he be seen. To you need to be yeah, seen, uh, Mister Langsler. You'll love that one, but um, but you know, yeah. <laughs> unless you're dashing to the toilet in the middle of the night from the shearers' quarters, no one's going to see your Kuyu. No one's going to see your Kuyus. Kuyu so just base buy layer. Some normal, so just yeah. buy the Atelier, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh. Um, supposedly pretty good kit though, but um, anyway. Uh, but if no one sees it, what's the point? Yeah. Um, yeah, man, that, that made me laugh when you said that. But uh, well, me, okay, anyway, man. so we we were going to stay the Saturday night, but the weather was horrendous, so we um, we decided to shoot back late Saturday night and got home and uh, and uh, spent the day. Well, I did have a puncture, but I, I had a saviour. And um, who was that ch- good chap? Oh, name? Greg. Greg. Yes. Yeah. I saw this expedition specked out Land Cruiser come in and I was like he'll have it I know what he'll have a air compressor so I just stuck close to him and he pumped my tyre up a few times yeah because it was only going down over a day so I knew I could get home with it just and so. we did a couple pump ups on the way home and yeah yeah got there alright did you get so, a new tyre this week uh no it's fixed it so it's just yeah. a stone stuck in it going right Sweet. through it the old Awakino <laughs> shit metal yeah. um so yeah this weekend you're off to uh, the Zeiss PRS match. North uh, Island PRS. They must be a big organisation, Graham. Where are they from? The North Island. They cover the whole North Island. Must do. Um, so yeah, they're uh, holding a match in Bulls, which is uh, in the Manawatu region. Uh, so not too much of a drive. So me and Scotty Gulliver are going to head down early Saturday and uh, shoot that. So I'll be shooting the 6mm Creed, which may or may not be its last outing before it goes off to get surgery and get a new barrel. Um... Well, um, now some people are confused why I'm replacing the barrel. So if you listen to this, let me explain. Yes, I could get another four or five hundred rounds out of it potentially, but I don't. So we're coming into like the off season now. Like lambing and calving stops shoots happening across the country. So sometimes now's the most time. Now's the time to send it away for a couple of months and then rework my load for a new barrel. So I'd rather do it now and then come to Rata in November. The gun's good to go. Rather than shoot Tarada and then, oh, fucks out a Hautapu or a Hatiti or something. So that's why I'm doing that. If just people get confused and be overly precious about me spending my own money. But um, <laughs> but I did just get offered another like 90 projectiles, so I might. Can I have your shoot. old barrel? Sure. I've got a Bagaro and you can have two. Um, I'll. It'll be worth some money. Might... You can sign it for me. Oh yeah, you can raffle it off. Yeah, and pay pay someone to take it. A prize. We can cut oh, them up and use them as trophies. <laughs> oh, you you wait. I've seen your picture. I got the trophy as a design for uh, TD. It's cool. Anyway, <coughs> the Crimean uh, pe- cannon. Yes. Oh, I've already sent it to you, haven't I? Yeah. Oh, and you you slagged it off. I forgot about it. No. Lucky you're no. not winning one. Yeah. Well. Um, um, anyway, so people who are shooting well, RT Christian will probably take it instead of giving it to me. Anyway, yes, that's true. And he owes you a box of chocolate. Still does. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I might, I've got, I might have enough projectiles now. I might have got a few more, so I might test shoot RTD on the Friday afternoon because obviously I won't be shooting it. 
which is a shame, <laughs> being that it's the life of the match director. Um, I'm not either, uh, so it's all right. Well, maybe you can match direct and I'll shoot. Fuck, there's an idea. Yeah, I could do that. All the responsibility, mate, if you want it. I'd love to do the briefing. No, because you're inappropriate. You say all sorts of rude stuff. No, I'll be fine. <clears throat> I'm controllable. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think we're uh, we're rambling at the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are. Anything, any closing thoughts from you, Mark? Uh, no. Grab yourself a new Vortex Venom 5 to 25 scope. Yeah, if anyone wants to send us a Vortex Venom to Mark or myself. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say one thing. Yeah. If, if, if anyone ever, any companies have gear... And anyone contacts them saying, I'm friends with Graham, I'll get him to test it if you give me a deal, don't sell him it, because I've had it happen several times. Have you? The only, yes, the only person... I thought you said I could who, do that. <laughs> what I'm going to say is the only person who can talk on my behalf for this stuff is Mark, or Simon possibly, but Simon's not going to. Anyone else is full of shit, and they've got nothing to do with how we run our shoots, our podcasts... <laughs> our fucking Facebook stuff okay because it does my head in Graham sent me Graham sent me to bring this up but anyway if anyone wants to see Mark or I have Vortex Venom to play with for a few months we'll play with it Um, actually I'll probably end up buying one to be honest um, and and playing with it for a few months and selling but um, because anyway 900 and something bucks good value yeah it's a pretty good price Um, anyway have a look at the website if you get a chance we've been putting a bit of time into that we'll be appreciative uh, we're going to try really fill this website up. Mark's writing a few articles. Um, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> well, I think I'll re- I'm reviewing the Tiny 6.5, a new cartridge. That's going to be yep. interesting. Uh, but So you're doing a review on the NX8? Correct. The NX8, which is yep, cool. I am. Um, and a few other things. Maybe something on the night vision. We My RPR. RPR. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yep. And a few things like that. So we've already got a review on the Mauser on the website. So we might even do just an article on 6.5 PRC itself. Um, yeah, so there's a bunch just coming out there. If, if they try and do me for plagiarism, Graham, it wasn't my fault. Are you just going to copy-paste articles? No, no, of course not. I would never do that. <laughs> um, <coughs> I change enough words uh, around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and just one thing, this isn't going to be a website that's just um, sharing other people's articles. This is going to be New Zealand-made content, if that makes sense. Um, I'm not a fan of just um, like you say the the copy paste from CNN sort of shit or like the American you know six five Creedmoor versus two seventy Winchester articles like it's gonna be it's yeah, shootout it's, yeah it's hey we might do some shootouts but two seventy versus oh hey well, we've talked about which one it wins <laughs> yeah two three versus time. seven mil remake <laughs> three three eight versus twenty two LR. What shoots further? Five, this is the stupid shit you said. Five reasons to hate 6.5 Creedmoor. <laughs> Buy no, a we tiny might, 6.5. We might do, we have talked about it, we might do a direct comparison between 224 Valkyrie and a fast twist 223. Um, we know that 224 Valkyrie really gets the fuds hot under, hot under the collar and all frustrated and horny, so we might do some direct comparisons there, shooting similar bullet weights. Um just you know just drop and wind and results and um yep. etc obviously the guns we have are the guns we have we're, so we've got a, the Hauer and we've two three and we've got the the valkyries and a savage 110 and it's accurate enough um apart from the mag being a bit, bit gay but yeah um yeah so there's stuff like that coming up uh we could even do the six 
we, to be honest, we I hear a lot of guys um, uh, comparing two four uh, sorry um, two seventy win with a modern bullet to six five PRC, so we can maybe play around with that too. And um, yeah, a few things coming up anyway. And uh, all right, yeah, we'll see you all next time. Good luck this weekend, Graham. I'll try. I'll try to get a top. 20. Bring it home. No, you got to win. Win. Well, man. actually, win. a lot of good. A lot of like a lot of guys aren't going who would normally beat me. <laughs> Oh my so like, God. Yeah, so the, the Hardy boys aren't there. That's, Simon's not there. So I've just moved up three places. No Ian. My God, this is no. the opportunity. This is it. No pressure. No, uh, you know, you know how well I go when I get pressure. I just yeah. Don't do, let I, people sledge you, Graham. This is yeah. yeah. Thanks, thanks, Anthony. Colin. Anyway, um, we're just rambling. Uh, everyone, be safe, and uh, hopefully, you get out and do some shooting in the next couple of weeks. See ya. See you later.